the path doesn't have to be straight. We have a lot more information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome, everyone, to the We Get Real AF podcast and our special career segment, Profesh Sesh. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. You asked and we listened. You wanted more support, more resources, and we are here with our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, every week covering all things career. That's right. I am so excited to be talking career development, growth, mentorship, all the good things. So let's dive in. Just like in life, in the workplace, sometimes you're going to run into people who just don't see things the same way you do, and there'll be conflict. There's professional ways to navigate that, but it can be tricky to figure out how to do it. And so today, we're leaning on our talent specialist and expert, Elisa Walters, to help us understand how to navigate conflict in the workplace. Elisa, what are your thoughts on this topic? Yeah, this is a this is a sticky one, right? Because There are so many people that avoid conflict. (laughs) So when conflict arises in the workplace where you spend the majority of your time, and obviously it's a a different time right now because most people are working from home, um, how do you navigate it? How do you how do you address something to to make your working environment a more positive one? So I think number one, um, if you are the person that is feeling you're being impacted in a negative way by a conflict that's going on in the workplace. I think the first thing is, and I think this comes up in every conversation that we have, is really sit and reflect and make a list of of things that are becoming problematic for you that do need to be addressed so that it doesn't continue to spiral and you're able to have more of a positive experience at work. So I think really understanding what the behaviors are that are um, causing conflict. Focus on the behaviors and the events that are happening, not the personality of the person that you are experiencing conflict with or multiple people that you're experiencing conflict with. I think that's also a moment for you to self-reflect and recognize, is there something that I need to be taking accountability in here? Is there a behavior that I might be you know, doing that, that is contributing to this conflict. And then identify those points and come up with a plan to have a conversation. I think it's really important that it's done in person versus email. And I think it's important to do it in a place that isn't public, obviously, that now it's probably a Zoom. But have a conversation, communicate, actively listen to what the other person's point of view is, and really focus on, as I said earlier, those behaviors, the events, and not the person's personality. So what advice do you give someone if that personality that you're going to be having the conversation with could take just you approaching them in a negative way? 
Um, maybe just that alone, hey, can we sit down and talk about X, Y, and Z? That alone is confrontation to them and they already have their guard up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, I think from the standpoint of the individual who's taking this step to address this, where that person potentially could become defensive in this situation, um, remembering to remove emotion out of it, which I know it can be a really tricky thing. And, and that might be a quick Google search on effective communication styles. Um, I'm a big believer in I feel when you, you know, in that action, that behavior, um, because nobody can invalidate what you're feeling, right? So I, I think that it's, you know, coming up with, and maybe it's from a generalized statement, I'm noticing and I'm feeling that these actions are happening. And I would love to come up with a way that we can work together through this conflict, come up with a plan and really focus on how we can move forward to, to prevent these kind of things from happening. And working, you know, those, those key words of active listening, effective communication, strategizing and coming up with a plan to work together and, and getting that person's point of view as well. And then I feel like if there's no resolution in that and, I, you know, everybody thinks HR is the, the police, you're tattling to HR, but I, I really feel like if you've tried to work through the conflict on your own and you've tried to come up with a, a strategy and you've effectively communicated how you're feeling and how it's impacting your ability to, to do your job, then I think if things don't change, you have to really look at who are you going to escalate that to. I think there's a couple things that are worth thinking about when you're in this situation. And one is to go into that conversation being solutions-minded and collaborative and just have that headspace. I also think it's really important to be specific. If you say, when you don't copy me on an email and then I go into a meeting and I don't have all the information, that feels disrespectful to me. So you can give people specific things that they can change. And I think that's the best way to be really fair and to be in that solutions-minded space. Alisa, when is it better to go to maybe your boss or the next level up versus going straight to HR? Are, are there ways to sort of know when to go one way versus the other for an, a third-party resolution? It really depends on, is the person that you potentially would escalate to involved in creating this conflict? Um, is this person that you would escalate to somebody that you feel comfortable talking to in confidence and in private? If you feel that no one else is feeling this way, or you feel like there is a fear of any type of retaliation within the team, if you speak up, that's really when you might want to have that conversation with HR. If you feel that you don't have a confidant within that team that you can speak freely with about something like this to help, um, you know, socialize this. If you can figure out a way to strategize, come up with a solution, have the conversations within the internal team, and you feel like you've hit a wall and it's, things aren't being fixed, things aren't being addressed, then go to HR. Yeah. I would circle back to the, you know, vulnerability 
Um, once you go into a scenario and you really break down that wall for yourself in front of that other person, whomever that is, I feel sometimes people get a little shook by that, but it also shows them that you're there to really try to solve the problem um, and document, right? Like we've talked about documenting everything, but documenting, hey, on this day at this time, I tried to sit down with this person and really have an open dialogue about the things that are going on. And this is the way they responded. Should it be something that continues to be an issue, you have that as backup. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah, absolutely. And to your point with documenting everything, I would also, after the conversation, send a wrap-up email of that meeting entailed, mm. you know, thank that person for the time and having an open conversation and maybe some bullet points, things that were discussed and how it, this is going to look moving forward. And if you feel like you need some advice on how to have those conversations internally, that's another great way to lean into HR who can provide you some coaching around having that conversation. You know, another thing that I think can be really helpful is understanding that we all have different communication styles and we all have different personalities. And I know some companies use this system where they assign people a color, like one person's a red, which means that they have to lead all the time. And one person's a yellow, which means that they're much more creative. And um, a, a white is a peacemaker and a blue is, uh, you know, they're just like the social butterfly. I think those are the four categories. And it's worth maybe even suggesting to your HR department to do some type of internal team building educational workshop where you unpack, look, we all have our own communication styles. We're not all the same here. Understand who you're working with. I think that can be helpful too, just for teams in general to understand how we communicate and how we can do that better. I think that you hit the nail on the head. It's also the way that you may communicate is very different from the person that you may feel conflict with. And it could end up being that it's a total misunderstanding because you have two very different communication styles. Thank you, Elisa. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women. <laughs>